Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Believe it or not, 2023 is here, right here. It's getting started. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out in real time, I think this is a really good time to think about how you want the new year to look especially in terms of your health and how you manage PCOS. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to kind of reflect back on the year during the holidays because it's a super busy time and everyone's exhausted and running around with, you know, tons of errands and things to do and all of that. So I think that right now in January, this is my personal favorite time to reflect back on the year and really set the intentions for the new year. And one thing that I like to do every time I reflect back, I really like to think about things in terms of what I want to stop doing, what I want to start doing and what I want to continue. So I use this stop, start, continue routine and I actually write it down. And you can do this for any aspect of your health, but for our purposes, we're going to talk about this in terms of health. And so I do recommend that you do this and think about what you did well last year and you want to continue doing. What are some new things that you want to adopt? And of course, what are things that are not serving you? What do you want to stop doing so that 2023 can be a better year in terms of how you feel, your symptoms, your PCOS, your overall health, and of course, your mental health as well. And one of the things that I also like to reflect upon during this time of year is all the people, all the amazing people who have gone through my programs in the previous year. And I'm really so honored and grateful that hundreds of women with PCOS were inside both Reset Your PCOS and Pause the Pounds, as well as my VIP coaching clients. So 2022 was a really great year on my end. And the reason that I'm sharing this with you today is that I saw one thing that I wanted to address, one thing that throughout the year really stood out to me as an area that needs work. And this is going to fall under the stop category. We're going to talk about something that I highly, highly recommend that you stop doing if it's something that you're seeing in your own life. And I'm going to assume that you do because this is a recurring theme, a common thread in all of my programs with many of my clients. And I think that you're going to find that you're doing this too. And this is something that's hard to change. It's definitely something that has developed over time for many of my clients, but it's not too late and it's not impossible. And I want to help you talk about this in a more intelligent way, you know, not feeling frustrated about it, really feeling like you can be proactive about changing your mindset And before you leave this episode and say, well, I don't care about mindset. I don't want to talk about that. I only want nutrition and food tips. Stay with me, okay? Because mindset is everything. It's so super important. And if you're struggling to stay consistent, if you have these all or nothing thoughts, you're going to want to pay attention to that because that can really, really hold you back. And so I kind of gave it away already, right? The common thread that I want you to consider abandoning in the new year is all or nothing mentality. 
around health, around nutrition, around habit change in general. And this idea that in order to succeed in managing PCOS, someone really needs to be 100,000% on track all the time and be perfect and all of the pressure that comes along with this. And again, I know that if this is something that comes up across over 300 women who I've worked with the past year or in 2022, I should say, It's definitely something you may be struggling with as well. So let's chat about it. And by the way, I just want to mention that I absolutely love when these conversations come up because they are golden opportunities to coach on the mindset changes that are necessary. So if you've been in my programs, you've probably been in some type of coaching call or some coaching capacity with me within the program. And this has come up. Mindset has come up. The idea of perfection and all or nothing thinking around eating has come up. And I personally believe that it's such an important part of the healing puzzle of what you go through in order to manage PCOS in a successful way. We really can't manage PCOS well if your head is not in the right place. If you're feeling mentally miserable all the time, You can have all the nutrition knowledge in the world. You can have all the meal ideas from me and all the supplements and all of the things, but you're still going to struggle because again, how you think, your approach, your attitude, your mental state of mind is so very important. And this perfection trap, this all or nothing thinking is like everyone's Achilles heel. Okay. It is the one thing that everyone is struggling with. And I think that it's an important, it's a sensitive topic, but it's an important one to address. One of the ways that this comes up a lot is that I work with many women who have a lot of nutrition knowledge. My clients are smart. They're intelligent. They've been around the block a couple of times when it comes to diets and managing PCOS and learning about nutrition. And they know a lot. And that is great. I love working with women like that. But what they struggle with is being flexible. And keeping that healthy mindset when it comes to food and leading a balanced lifestyle. And the reason for this in most cases is really the pressure that they put upon themselves to do everything right and be on top of all aspects of their health and execute the plan perfectly. And again, if you've been there, so I just want you to know you're not alone. Maybe you're there right now where you tend to overanalyze what you eat and how you behave around food. You get really hung up on the small details of what you're eating. And then you get discouraged when you're not 100% perfectly on track and ultimately you give up. And this cycle kind of starts over and over and over again. And so this is a golden opportunity, the beginning of the year, let's open a fresh new page and let's start unlearning this pattern. Let's do something about it so that mentally you can feel a little bit more flexible. You can really truly have balance in your life and not just say that you have balance where in fact you're either strict or not caring, right? That's not balance. That's really being living in the extremes. And so if we really want to have a better experience when you're managing PCOS as you enter the new year, I would say this is a big area to start unlearning and it's going to take work to unlearn it, right? It took time to learn these negative habits. It took time to adopt this mental state of mind that of course you didn't do on purpose. You didn't know it's not going to serve you. This is what diet culture has taught us. This is what we take away a lot of times from messaging on social media. And so it is absolutely not your fault if you're struggling with all or nothing thinking, but I do want you 
committed and saying that, you know, this is important enough for you to prioritize in the new year so that you can put in the work to unlearn it. It's not going to go away overnight, but please know that when you slowly work on your mindset, when you free yourself of all or nothing thinking, really every PCOS symptom that you're fighting with right now or feeling like you're pushing a huge boulder up a hill with your PCOS management, all of these things can actually be reversed without perfection, without the added stress that comes along with all or nothing thinking around food. And I say this to clients all the time. Being perfect is not a prerequisite for success. You can 100% be successful, reverse most, if not all of your symptoms without eating perfectly. And that feels so much easier. That goes so much smoother. And at the end of the day, you're not depleted and exhausted by the process of it. You're actually feeling like, hey, this is doable. I can keep doing it. It's sustainable. I can see myself living my life this way, which is the goal, right? This is the gold standard of health and balance and really leading a lifestyle that you have control over, both mentally and physically. And so the first thing to understand is that the message or this concept of perfection really comes from diets. Like I mentioned before, diets teach us this, right? They tell us if you follow a set of XYZ rules, you're going to get XYZ result. And if you didn't comply, you really only have yourself to blame for not seeing those results. And so what happens is we find ourselves, first of all, cycling through diets over and over again because we think, well, if only I'm strict enough, this will be successful. Or if only I push a little bit more, I'm going to see that result, right? And so this idea that if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to bother, or if I can't be super strict, what's the point, is coming straight out of diet culture. And it's so, so harmful because first of all, it's misleading. That is not true. You can absolutely see results without being perfect. And secondly, who the heck can be perfect all the time? None of us are perfect, including myself, including anyone else that you see out there that you think is so healthy and has it all pulled together. No one has their shit together enough to say that they're perfect. And I can tell you this, not only from personal experience, but from being online and seeing behind the scenes of a lot of other people. I absolutely can tell you that the idea of perfection is totally unreal. It's not a reality that you need to strive for in order to be healthy. And that should come as major relief and as a major burden that's lifted. So when you think about diets that you've been on before, I want you to think about some of the rules or mantras or mindsets that you have taken away from those plans. And I can almost guarantee you that they somehow relate back to perfection. They somehow relate back to really strictly following a set of some, you know, food rules or some other type of list or plan or something that's very rigid and doesn't allow for a lot of flexibility or balance. And so you may think that, you know, this plan is going to work if only I can work it. If only I can be strict enough, right? So as Taylor Swift said, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I really shouldn't be singing. I mean, that's horrific. But I am sure you can relate to this feeling that you're the problem, right? That something is wrong with you if you can't stick with the plan, not totally realizing that the plan was setting you up for failure to begin with. It was too strict. It was not sustainable. It wasn't something that's meant to last. And so when we go through diets over and over again, we kind of take on these mindsets and we adopt them and they get ingrained in us and they never leave, unfortunately. 
And I think it's important to take a moment and for you to think about what are those mantras for you? How does on and off mentality or perfection show up for you based on your past experiences? What are some of the food rules or the diet mantras that you've learned along the years? And maybe you think about daily or maybe, you know, even if you're no longer on that diet, you're still abiding by those rules and you're still thinking about them and they kind of sneak up on you when you don't realize and you're still in your head part of that diet or part of that plan, even though you know it's not good for you, you know it doesn't lead anywhere and that it's not sustainable. But those mantras tend to stick. So I do want you to think about what those are for you. And very commonly, these are things around when can I eat? Maybe you've done intermittent fasting. So the timing of your meals and when you're allowed to eat Or very, very commonly, it's things related to fruit and carbs and types of carbs and sugar and white things, right? If you've ever been told you shouldn't eat anything white or maybe dairy-free, gluten-free diets for PCOS are another big one, right? This is a really common narrative that we see over and over again where dairy and gluten are inflammatory for you, where there's absolutely no research to support that. But maybe you're still worried about dairy. You're still worried about eating a bagel or something with gluten, right? And so whatever it is for you, I want you to examine it. I want you to think about it. And I want you to also realize that, yes, it's ingrained in us, but what's worse is that oftentimes it overrides these mantras and these beliefs, override our common sense and our own body's cues for hunger, for food, for managing blood sugar, right? So over time, this can become really all-consuming. And this idea of overanalyzing food and trying to be perfect becomes a huge energy drain, right? You're constantly thinking about it. It's very unproductive because it doesn't really teach you anything you can actually stick with or do differently. It can also, unfortunately, lead to disordered eating. This preoccupation with food can make eating a very stressful and negative experience for a lot of women. And I see this over and over again with women with PCOS developing very disordered eating patterns because of those rules and because of that need, quote unquote, to be perfect. And at the end of the day, all of this is setting you up for failure because it's negative, it creates anxiety around food, and it's highly unsustainable. No one can keep this going and no one should be able to or need to keep this going and be perfect in order to be successful. Now, what diets don't teach us, what they don't really tell us is that the whole system is flawed, right? And this expectation to be perfect is unrealistic to begin with. And most importantly, like I mentioned earlier, no one's telling us that being 100% on track is actually not a prerequisite for success. And of course, they wouldn't tell us this because that would be really bad for business. That would be really bad for the whole diet industry, which is worth billions and billions of dollars. All right, I'm going to get off of my soapbox about the diet industry and diet culture, but I did want to let you know that it's not your fault if you have these patterns of all or nothing thinking. Everyone has them. If you've ever been on a diet and most people who I come in contact with and speak with every single day have been on multiple diets. It's not their first rodeo. They're not reaching out to me because everything went well. They're reaching out to me because diets haven't worked for them and they want something else. They need a change. They want a new approach. And so it's not your fault. You're definitely not alone. And I'm here to encourage you that I actually want you to be imperfect. You can fix this when you're being imperfect. And I tell my clients this all the time. 
it is actually helpful. It actually gives you a much higher chance of playing the long game in health when you're not perfect. Because you're going to be able to stick with your healthy habits for an extended period of time and you're going to be able to build upon your success meal by meal, step by step without feeling that stress and tension around food. So when you let go of perfection, all of a sudden you have all this brain space and energy to actually manage your health in a sane way, right? In a way that feels good and doesn't drive you crazy. And that's the whole point. And I think going into the new year, this mindset shift of stopping the cycle of perfectionism and self-criticism is one of the best things that you can do for your health. It's really the only way to manage a lifelong condition like PCOS long term. Now, again, I'm not saying it's easy to do, especially because we've learned these perfectionism mentalities over the years and decades in some cases. And also we have something called a negative feedback loop in our brain, right? We always tend to focus on what we're doing wrong or how we're not being perfect or what's not going well for us. And since we eat multiple times a day for a lot of women, there are constant reminders, these meals and snacks. And every time that you think about food, it's a constant reminder that maybe you're off track or maybe you're not doing well. And this negative feedback loop keeps reinforcing to ourselves that we're not doing well. We're not on track. We're not perfect. So we're definitely not in it, right? We don't want it enough or whatever it may be, whatever narrative that brings up for you. But our brain works in this way. And then negative thoughts are going to keep coming up. They're going to come up more easily for most of us. What we need to do is retrain our brain to stop this negative feedback loop around food. And we do this by replacing the black or white thinking, the perfectionism kind of mentality with new thoughts that support balance, that support less strict eating and Really, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to stop doing something altogether. That's not right. We need to replace the thoughts, not just stop thinking about perfectionism or stop thinking about being all or nothing. We need to replace it with something else. And that's a very effective way to actually change your brain. Your brain has something called neuroplasticity where you can actually change the pathways in your brain. So if you have obsessive food thoughts, if you have thoughts about yourself and how you're doing and how you're managing your health that are negative, you can change them. But the way to change them is not to say, okay, I'm not going to think that anymore. I'm going to stop thinking about that or I'm going to stop talking to myself in this way. No, we need to replace it with something else so that your brain can learn that new behavior and that new thought pattern. And that takes time, of course. Now, to me, the time and the effort is well worth it because when you're not perfect, you're less likely to burn out. You're more likely to stay positive, consistent, and motivated because you're really striking a balance in your eating and how you approach food with less rules, with more flexibility. You're eating the foods that you love and enjoy, but you're not feeling deprived, right? And so... While you're doing that, you're also seeing results. You're experiencing joy and pride in those little moments along the journey of healing PCOS. You're not constantly preoccupied about doing things right and being perfect. And so it makes the whole thing go smoother, easier, and really faster, believe it or not. Sometimes we think that the more we do, the faster we will see results. That's actually not the case in a lot of my clients' situations. And I think that encouraging them to not be perfect has really allowed them to have breakthroughs and transformations in their health that they never thought would be possible. 
And that's exactly what I want for you as well. Now, in order to do this, you're going to need to really zoom out, zoom out from the micro analyzing, right? Thinking about every single meal, every piece of cake you regret eating, spiraling out of control from there, or having anxiety around eating carbs and gaining weight. And I want you to zoom out and look at the big picture of what health really means to you, because you could continue to go through the motions of eating perfectly, quote unquote, and putting on the right food on your plate. But really, this isn't healthy if you're having that all or nothing thinking about it, or you're feeling anxious. And then you find yourself constantly thinking about food. Health is not about that. Health is about feeling good in your body, as well as having true balance, not just with a plate of protein, carbs, and fats. That's important, of course, and you can do that. But true balance is really having a mindset of flexibility and joy from food without the guilt, without shame, without regret. And I'm going to share with you three steps that will help you do it. But again, I do want you writing down the mantras that you currently repeat or have learned over the years so that you can have awareness, right? The first step into changing something is having awareness, knowing that it's even happening. And so take a piece of paper or you can do it on your phone or in a journal and write down what are some of the mantras that you tend to think about when it comes to food and managing your health that kind of creep up on you. Maybe you're not realizing that every single day you're having a little bit of anxiety around eating pasta or fruit or having a dessert, right? What are those things that give you a little bit of a pit in your stomach when you think about them when it comes to food? Those are red flags. Those are signs that something is wrong. And maybe you do have this perfectionism mindset and you're, you know, even if you're someone who is guilt ridden or you have a lot of shame around eating, that's another red flag for that. And so I want to give you three steps to doing this. After you write them down, I want you to start thinking about, first of all, putting things into perspective. We really need to stop catastrophizing around food. There are really no habits or foods that are make or break factors for our health unless they're happening every single day, multiple times a day. So, right. So obviously if someone's eating cake and fast food and drinking soda all day long, they're going to have a really hard time managing their PCOS. But most people are not doing this. Most people are not eating in a way every single day that jeopardizes their health. And so we really need to stop thinking about every single extra piece of dessert or bite of food as the end all be all of your health. It's really not how it works. Your body's a lot more sophisticated than that. And so say you overeat when you're eating out or you have a day where you eat fast foods or you have multiple sweets, whatever it may be. When you put that into perspective, you realize that there are hundreds of meals throughout the month that you're going to be eating. In this instance, this one meal or snack or even a little bit of an extra bite of food is totally irrelevant. It's negligible. It doesn't even matter. And so we really amplify that and we kind of hyper-focus on it and it becomes a big deal. And that really prevents you from moving on with your healthy habits. That really prevents you from continuing and doing something different the next time you eat so that you can stay on track. Most people overly focus on that. They feel shame and regret, and then they throw in the towel. They're saying, well, what's the point? Or I'm so bad that I can't control myself and I'll never get this. 
right? And so your energy and your brain capacity, your brain activity goes to the wrong place. You're wasting time thinking about that meal. And I want to give you an analogy to just show you how irrelevant it is when you think about your finances, for example. So there are a lot of food to money analogies that can be made, but this one is probably my favorite. So if you were to go into the mall and make one purchase that's totally outside of your monthly budget, okay? So you went in and you bought this really high-end jacket that costs $500, which I don't know about you, but that's definitely out of my budget. And you really liked it and you really wanted it. And when you wear it, you feel amazing. You love this jacket. It's all you ever wanted. And if you were to make this purchase that's out of your budget, you would not assume that you'll never come out of debt or that you'll never be able to buy anything else again for the rest of your life or that your entire financial future is ruined because of your amazing jacket. You would actually enjoy the jacket. Maybe you'll save up somewhere else, but it wouldn't be catastrophizing, right? It wouldn't be a catastrophe for your finances. It wouldn't be something that really makes or breaks. And so it's the same thing with food. I'll give you another example. If you have school-aged children, maybe your child came back home with a bad grade, or maybe you came back home with a bad grade when you were a kid. Did your parents think that you'll never get into college? Did your parents think that your entire academic future is ruined? No, probably not. I hope not, because that is absolutely not true. And so if you got an F, you know that you need to study a little harder next time and do better and maybe stay more focused, but you would probably move on from that and think about how can I do this differently next time? The same type of mindset should apply with food. It is absolutely the same thing. And I want you to keep this analogy in mind the next time you have a meal that you feel a little negatively about. And so the first step, let's stop catastrophizing, put it into perspective. When you do this, you're going to realize there are so many more opportunities to do well and continue on and move on from that than the damage done from that one meal or dessert. The second thing that can help you let go of all or nothing thinking, and I touched on this a little bit in a previous episode, and these are anchor behaviors. These are the habits that are working for you, and you can focus on them instead of thinking about what you weren't able to do or how things went wrong for you. You can focus on the things that you're doing well. Your anchor behaviors, just to remind you, if you didn't listen to the episode about navigating the holidays, these are the habits or the eating behaviors that feel really good and they're easy for you to do. You know that they're sustainable and they're very much aligned with your goals. So I'll give you a few examples. That could be something as simple as starting your day with a high protein breakfast. If you know that every day you eat breakfast and you can have a couple eggs or a Greek yogurt or a protein shake or whatever it may be, and you're feeling solid and satisfied for a few hours at a time, and it really sets you up for a good eating day, focus on that. If you could add more veggies to your plate, carrying a snack with you, being mindful about alcohol intake, hydrating, these are things that most people wouldn't consider important enough or we wouldn't pay too much attention to them, 
but they actually accumulate over time if you're consistent with them and they transform your health. They really produce amazing results. And so when you're focusing on the things that you're doing well already, it's so much easier to stay on track because you're already doing these things. Or maybe you just need a little reminder to keep up with these things. Those are your anchor behaviors. And I want you to remind yourself to have two or three anchor behaviors in your day that are really keeping you on track and you feel super great about because you're doing it. You're staying consistent with them and they're actually making a difference. Now, you need to stay with them long enough to allow them to make a difference. Most people don't do this, but you're not most people. I want you to stay consistent. I want you to think about repeating them even when it seems like things are not working because you know and you and I know and you've been here, if you've been here for any amount of time, you know that these things matter. They are helpful for blood sugar control. They're helpful for balancing your hormones. And so you got to stay with them even when you think they're not working or even when you think, what difference does it make? This is so negligible. It's not going to make an impact. Yes, it will. You got to stay with it. And anchor behaviors totally help you do that. And so focusing on two to three anchors will help you stay proactive about your healthy habits as opposed to putting all your mental energy into regret and thoughts like, why did I do this? And all of that kind of stuff. Instead of going there and getting into this cycle of shooting, I always tell people we shouldn't be shooting all over ourselves. And that's not my phrase. I think Tony Robbins said that where you're constantly thinking about, well, I should have done this and I should have done that. And you're constantly shooting all over the place. We don't want to do that. This leads to overwhelm. This keeps you stuck. We want to think about, okay, how can I move forward? What action can I take? What do I need to do? That will immediately snap you out of it, propel you forward, tell you what you need to do. And you can't feel overwhelmed when you're taking action. When you're actually doing things that support your health, you're not going to feel overwhelmed. Keep it small, very doable, and only two or three things for the week. Don't try to stretch yourself too thin with this because you could burn out. And then the last thing, and this is probably the most important thing to do, it's to practice new thoughts, to train your brain to favor the positive thoughts. We want to create a pattern interrupt in our day-to-day thinking about food. So instead of thinking, like I said, I shouldn't be eating this or this muffin is bad for me or whatever it may be, we want to stop and give ourselves a pat on the back for what we're doing well. And so this whole process, these three steps that I just shared with you are going to help you do that because the first thing you want to do is to put it into perspective. Then we're going to focus on the positive, the anchors, the anchor behaviors that we can accomplish and do consistently every single day. And then the last thing is we're going to reflect back and say, wow, I did that really well. So instead of constantly beating ourselves down, we're actually patting ourselves on the back and saying, I did a good job. I'm in this, right? I'm taking action. And so we want to Turn up the volume on the positive habits that you're practicing, which are likely going to be your anchor behaviors. And then in order to change the negative thinking, like I said before, the brain needs reps. You need to continue to practice the new thoughts because that's going to help change the thoughts that occur on autopilot, the negative ones. And so we want to stop the pattern of negative thinking and introduce new positive thoughts that are going to prop us up, that are going to feel really good, and that we can look back and say, 
I did this. I am already making progress instead of saying, well, I could have done better or I should have done this or that, right? That's not helpful. Let's give ourselves the respect we deserve. Let's give ourselves the compliments and the encouragement that we need in order to be successful. I always tell people, you're going to be with yourself 24 hours a day, 24 seven. So you better be nice to yourself because you're living inside of your own head, obviously. And what you say to yourself is going to sound really, really loud inside your brain. And that can impact how you behave. And so if you're someone who tends to be really hard on themselves, and that's very common, I want you to think about can you say nicer things? Can you be a little bit more positive with yourself for today or for this week? And really think about what you're going to say. And if you don't know what to say, you really can't think of anything nice to say to yourself. Look for evidence throughout the week. Look for those opportunities to compliment yourself. And over time, that's going to become your new pattern. And that's the whole point. We want to abandon the negative thinking pattern and adopt something that's a little bit more confidence building. And if it's still hard for you to find evidence for that, ask other people. Ask the people that know you and love you. I'm sure they're going to come up with a long list of things that are great about you, that you're doing well, and that's going to help you. You kind of have to borrow their own beliefs about you. And over time, that will become your reality. It does work. You have to put in the work to do it, but it does absolutely work. We need to train our brain just like we train every other muscle in our body. And over time, you're going to see the change and you're going to feel better and you're going to absolutely have a more positive outlook on your health in general. So just to quickly recap, we talked about not catastrophizing and putting things into perspective. We talked about focusing on two or three anchor behaviors. These are your solid, healthy habits that you're already practicing and doing well, staying consistent with those, and then also practicing more positive thinking about yourself and your eating habits and propping yourself up, giving yourself the respect and compliments and confidence building thoughts that you deserve. This is going to build your mental resilience throughout this whole process, which is very important for success. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable and thought provoking. And I do hope that you have a fantastic 2023 that is free of perfectionism, free of beliefs that aren't serving you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode and this whole topic in general. So come hang out with me on Instagram and send me a DM to let me know that you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you. I'm at PCOS.nutritionist.daphna. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.